Hi, I'm Carrie Hickenlooper with Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 8, Nephi's Promised Blessings Belong to You. Welcome back, ladies. I'm excited that it's Monday and that we can begin with a new episode of Sister Scriptorians. I want to begin by thanking you. Thank you to those who have reached out in personal ways to contact me and let me know about your feelings about the podcast. Thank you for emailing me. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for sharing Sister Scriptorians through Facebook with your friends and through Instagram. Thank you for rating the podcast and and giving it reviews. And if you haven't had a chance to do that, it's not too late. You can go on there and still rate it. And I just appreciate the kind words you've given. And I love that we can meet each Monday and be able to learn about our Savior. And to be able to look for his tender mercies and to be able to see his promises being fulfilled to us. And that's what we're supposed to do. That instead of avoiding the pains of life, we're meant to work through it with our hope and faith centered on Jesus Christ. We must pay attention to his blessings. Otherwise, life would be all work and no reward. We would be reactive instead of reflective. And we would remain in a state of want instead of being able to revel in gratitude. And you know, sometimes fear and discouragement, it can feel heavier than peace, joy, and love. And fear and discouragement can kind of sweep away the good things in life. But it doesn't have to be that way. And that's why I'm excited to be able to spend some time going over Nephi's promised blessings found in 1 Nephi chapter 2, verses 19 through 24. Remember how he obtained them. He exercised his great desire to know the mysteries of God by praying with faith to gain more knowledge. And I love that the Lord acknowledged that Nephi sought after him diligently. If you look diligent up in Preach My Gospel, it says that it's steady. So it's not running faster than you have strength, but it's being steady and consistent, earnest and energetic. Nephi must have had the desires of his heart on his lips and in his heart continuously during this time. And you know, I think we have a glimpse that Nephi may not have just been immediately answered, but that he was diligent in his prayerful requests of the Lord. The Lord acknowledged that Nephi prayed with a lowliness of heart. And what does that mean? That means he was obedient and humble, that he gently inquired, surrendering his own will in order to be able to follow God's. And his prayers weren't filled with complaints or, in case you didn't know's, information. Or he probably wasn't even giving a list of his own alternative solutions to the circumstances in which he found himself in. But instead, he was submissive and inquired of the Lord answers, and the Lord did visit him. And Nephi was told that as much as he would keep the commandments of the Lord, he would prosper. He would be led to a land of promise, a land that was prepared by the Lord for him. 
and that this land was going to be choice above all other lands, and that Nephi would be made a ruler and a teacher over his brethren. The Lord said that when thy brethren shall rebel against thee, they shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. And when they shall rebel against the Lord, the Lord will curse them, and they shall have no power over thy seed, except if Nephi's seed rebels also. The Lord also gave Nephi a warning. He said, if your seed rebels against the Lord, your brother's seed will have power over your seed. Your brother's seed will be a scourge unto your seed to stir them up in the ways of remembrance. Now, a scourge is a person or a thing that causes great trouble or suffering. It afflicts and it burdens and persecutes. And so the Lord is warning that if your seed, Nephi, rebels against me, then your brother's seed is going to remind them through persecution to bring them back to remember the Lord and to listen to his words. And the blessings promised to Nephi are also promised to us as well, because God is not a respecter of persons. And so these promised blessings are available to all who desire to know the mysteries of God and who pray in faith, diligently, and with a loneliness of heart. You see, these promised blessings could have been Laman and Lemuel's as well. So how do Nephi's promised blessings relate to us? Inasmuch as you keep my commandments, you shall prosper. If you look up the word prosper, it means successful, flourishing, or thriving condition, especially in financial respects, good fortune. And though that may be the way that the Lord chooses to bless some of his children, that is not the way that he always intends the word prosper. Prosper can also mean increased light and knowledge. It can mean that we're being successful in flourishing and thriving in our development of Christ-like attributes. It means that we can be thriving in enduring mortality or in overcoming our personal trials. It can mean that we are finding success, that we are flourishing, and that we are thriving in fulfilling our purpose as a daughter of God and our personal missions here on earth. And isn't that a blessing of prosperity as we keep the commandments? That we can prosper in our personal missions here on earth. The Lord promised that he would lead Nephi to a land of promise. A land that the Lord had personally prepared for him. Now this can mean ultimately eternal life with God. But I think that we can have glimpses of a promised land as we keep the commandments and we build our homes as sanctuaries from the world. I think we can find them in our church congregations as we practice friendship over just friendliness. And we most definitely can find the land of promise in the temple as we leave the burdens of the world behind and we enter back home for a little while. Even the blessing and promise that the Lord made to Nephi that he would be made a ruler and a teacher over thy brethren can apply to us. Think about what Laman and Lemuel represented. Some might call them enemies, but they at least were trials and challenges and provided obstacles there in the wilderness. So if we liken this blessing to ourselves, we can have confidence that our trials and obstacles and challenges will have no power over us. 
So what are some challenges that you might be facing today, right now? Some of us might be just experiencing loneliness and isolation and despair. Some of us might be grappling over a difficult relationship we're having, either with a loved one or a coworker or a neighbor. Some of us either might be experiencing personally or watching a loved one go through sickness and chronic pain or be experiencing the sting of grief that follows death or just those annoying mortal feelings of anger and jealousy and hurt or disappointment over unmet expectations and missed opportunities or simply anxiety. Anxiety about what we should do or anxiety about what another person is doing. With the promise of keeping his commandments, that we can be made a ruler and a teacher over these things and that they will have no power over us is exciting. Because even if it is as simple as following that difficult instruction to be not afraid, we can be made a ruler and a teacher over our challenges. How? How does keeping the commandments make us a ruler and a teacher? Who would you rather receive counsel from? The person who has experienced what you're experiencing, has relied on the Lord, has received light and knowledge, and has been able to to move a few steps further on the path than you are currently, or the person who can just philosophically counsel you on what to do. No, the person who has walked through those challenges is now being able to be a ruler and a teacher over those things. And to show you that those challenges don't have power over them. That is the genius of God's plan. That as we face our circumstances, no circumstance or hardship will be wasted if we lean into the Lord and learn what he would have us learn from him. And so therefore we can be made a ruler and a teacher over those experiences and challenges that have not overpowered us. And we can then help lift others so that they can be made rulers and teachers over those challenges for themselves. Now, Nephi's warning also applies to us as well. If we rebel against the Lord, our challenges and obstacles and weaknesses can become a scourge to bring us to a remembrance of the Lord and of his word. Now, challenges are a part of mortality, and in no way do they always mean that we are in condemnation or that we are not right in the sight of the Lord. No, mortality is going to give us circumstances that we need to overcome. But to not keep the commandments is to face all these circumstances surviving on our own strength, to be left on our own to suffer the influences of opposition to the Lord. And though the Book of Mormon shows us that disobedience doesn't create an immediate deficit in our abilities. It does create a little by little removal of ourselves away from our power source, the upholder of all things. But here is where the Lord is so magnificent. You see, he gives you blessings in disguise. Because once we move away from the Lord, we shouldn't become surprised when we find ourselves yearning for blessings that we once enjoyed or even experiencing a suffering that just can't be hushed. And I'm not talking about just in circumstances of crises of faith. 
I'm talking about in everyday circumstances, when you just take a little step away, you're going to start to feel something or miss something. Take note and act. This is the Lord's blessing in disguise. He warned Nephi that once his seed rebelled against the Lord, that the Lord would use the Lamanites to stir them up into remembrance of the Lord and what they had been taught. And though it might hurt our pride to admit that our way wasn't as wise as we once thought it was, or as liberating as we imagined it would be, this is the Lord's checks and balance system that is intended to bring you back to him. So if you start to feel like, I'm missing something that I once had, that's the Lord's checks and balance saying, come back, come back home. Don't be shamed. It's not to shame you. It's not to condemn you. It's just him beckoning you back home. I loved that plan. Now, I don't have a missionary, so this was news to me, but the church has a pretty neat resource handbook out. It's called Adjusting to Missionary Life. And I think it should just be called Adjusting to Mortal Life because I think this can apply to everyone. And I'm excited and I want to share it with you. My Relief Society presidency shared it with us last week and I think it is fantastic. And it's about managing stress. And it's broken up into all these categories of physical demands, emotional demands, social demands, intellectual demands, and spiritual demands. And if you find yourself struggling with one of these areas, then it has scriptures and practical solutions on how to be able to strengthen yourself and prosper within that area. I see this as a fulfillment of the Lord's promise. Keep my commandments and you will prosper. And you can be made a ruler and a teacher over the circumstances that you find yourself in. This is a fantastic booklet. If you have the library app, the LDS library app, it is found under the missionary section. I'm sure that the distribution center also has this. You no longer have to Google, ladies. When you're struggling with emotional stress or physical stress, you no longer have to Google. Turn to this resource and look at the scriptures and ponder them and take to heart the simple techniques laid out there to be able to help you prosper and to be able to help you become a ruler and a teacher over these things that you might be struggling with so that you can then help lift another. Sister Scriptorians, your assignment this week is to look for the tool adjusting to missionary life and find what area you need to prosper in and then practice it so that you can become a ruler and a teacher over that area as you keep the commandments of the Lord and allow Him to bless you. Have a good week.